quarter past 12 on Midday Report. And a deal to start giving money to the countries hardest hit by global warming is being seen as a breakthrough on the first day of the COP28 summit in Dubai. The UN Secretary-General Antonio Guterres says the loss and damage fund is essential to delivering climate justice to the most vulnerable. Pacific Islands Climate Action Network's Lavatsana Langi Sivu is in Dubai, and he told me while it's significant, it doesn't go far enough. The Pacific and, and many other climate vulnerable countries have been waiting for this for the last 30 years, since 1991, when Vanuatu proposed uh, for a, a loss and damage fund. And 30 years down the line, we now have um, you know, a decision to operationalize the loss and damage fund. So it is a, it is a, it's what we see as um, climate justice, um, responding to the needs and the calls from um, climate frontline communities and countries. Um, but at the same time, it's not what we had hoped for in terms of what the package is. It's not a, a package um, that we are happy about. We, you know, there's definitely been compromises, for instance, around uh, ensuring that the, the principle of common but differentiated responsibility is, you know, is core, and that human rights language. Is, is is also um, embedded in this, you know, the establishment of the, the loss and damage fund. Uh, but I think it's a step in, a, in in the right direction. Does it feel a little bit like it's thirty years too late? Yes, um, it is thirty years too late. I think what civil society, what many climate um, vulnerable and, and frontline countries. And communities have been asking for is a fund that is fit for purpose, that's responding to urgency, to the scale and the need of um, our communities. And you know we've heard that there's been some, uh, you know, some initial pledges by the UAE and you know UAE, um, the European Union, um, the UK and others. No, it, it comes to a mere 400 million. What the loss and damage fund should be mobilizing is not millions, it's billions. Uh, and and that, because, that is because the scale of the impacts in many of these countries are both you know, economic and the non-economic losses and damage. And it requires significant funding and uh, support from the most developed and the most industrialised countries who caused the climate crisis in the first place. Does it feel a bit tokenistic? They're giving you a a little bit of money to go some of the way, but not really enough to make meaningful impact? The, the, the pledges are currently insufficient. Uh, the level of capitalisation beyond this initial finance should move to the billions. Uh, I think... You know, there's concerns around, you know, the, the replenishment of the fund. Uh, after this series of initial uh, pledges, uh, how are we going to sustain these? And then I think that um, overall, you know, while it may seem like it's, it's, a, it's a significant uh, progress, 
for countries like Tuvalu, for countries like Kiribati who are already grappling with sea level rise and the prospect of their people having to relocate, you know, it's it's not something that you know that you could easily you know pay off with uh, you know uh, a checkbook. That's Pacific Islands Climate Action Network, Lavatani Langi Sivu.